All right. Goodbye, guys. So nice to have the kids back in church for Children's Church. If they need help getting to where they need to go, we'll help you. My guys will jump in, and we're just glad to have you back. Welcome, welcome. And so, parents, just so you know, after we're done, the... Most of the kids will be back there waiting for you. We're going to bring them in so you don't have to the building. Except for the nursery kids, you can pick them up when we're done. All right? Cool. Yeah, we got excited to see the kids. That was one of the, you know, the children is such a big part of what we do. And, and so, you know, we started, this is our sixth week back, but we couldn't figure that out yet. But now we've got it going. and We're excited as things keep happening and... Uh, you know, again, it's on you guys. If you're if you're in your seat and you're comfortable, you can take your mask down if you'd like. We can leave it up. Whatever, it's up to you. And you know, really, when we're moving around, we put them on. But once you're in, because you're socially distanced, you can be comfortable. Um, don't forget uh, bulletins are digital. You can get them if you want on your smart device at vineyardbulletin.com, or if you've loaded down the app at any time, it's right there for you. Just grab a hold of that on the app, and it's Keys Vineyard. You can get it at any of the app stores, and then just search for the uh, outline um, for the Bible, and that'll be there. And you can follow along, type it in. It'll send you a copy when you're done. I also want to thank everybody for the outreaches. So we've been doing these drive-through giveaways on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and uh, we've cut back now. This this was the first time we did, we didn't do a Wednesday; we just did Saturday. But that was our 21st drive-through giveaway since this started. Um, so we yeah, and and you guys, your generosity has made that possible for us to really bless this community, and and so um, you know we've been able to purchase a lot of things to give away during those drive-throughs. We spent. Um, uh, a lot of that time doing the Hello Vineyard meal kits. We worked with a local chef, Chef Matt, who's uh, worked with us, and we put together these great meal kits, and we went out and purchased all the stuff, and he did videos on how to prepare them, and, you know, those meal kits would feed four people, and we give away thousands and thousands of those. But then um, last week, Chef Matt got called back to work, uh, and uh, which was good for Chef Matt, but we needed to make a little shift. So what we've done is, and this is cool, you guys, so this, I, I love this idea. What we did was we partnered with four local restaurants, and I went and spoke to the restaurants and I said, here's what we'd like to do. We'd, we'd like to um, buy meals from you, uh, pay you up front, and then we're going to give out gift cards uh, for things. We called them vineyard specials all over town. And, and then um, you, you can honor the gift cards and we'll give those away on Saturday instead. And so um, we worked with four restaurants on, on yesterday. So it, every card that came through got three of these cards. They didn't get all four, um, but they got three. And, and um, so we have um, really cool deals worked out with uh, Coke. Coco's, Coco's here. Hey, Coco. And uh, Coco's is doing a happy phrase uh, breakfast, which is very cool for the card. And then um, Pizza Works is doing two slices of cheese pizza. And uh, Bagel Island is doing an egg and cheese bagel and a large coffee. And Cuba Coffee right in here is doing a, uh, a cafe con leche or a regular coffee and a cheese toast. So um, we gave these out to the people driving through. They have them. Our hope is that they'll go into the restaurants and they'll buy other stuff and uh, bless them as well. And we get to bless them by, you know, that's a, that's a nice little selection of meals. And we're going to do that on the drive throughs um, through June. All right? And then I don't know what we're going to do after that. But... Uh, 
I thank you guys. You make that possible to be able to go and, and encourage your local restaurants and their employees. And it's really a cool thing. And so thank you for allowing us to do that in our community and to be a light, which is what we're talking about. This series is called Light. We, 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 the intro to this, we talked about being a light in the world and how are we going to do that in the face of a pandemic and what does it look like? And we built an acronym out of that word light. We talked about loving God and you know, that's at the heart of all of this. I hope you understand that, that when everything else is sort of falling around us, all that really the main thing is loving God all in and knowing that he loves you. And that, that I hope that you come away from this with that. Just this intense understanding that, that we desperately need him and that this relationship that we have with God is the most important thing going. And then I encourage you to implore. That was the I. That was about making sure that you're checking in and, and praying and, and connecting with God. The G was to gather virtually, which we were doing and are still doing. There's as many people watching online as are here. But... Uh, uh, I'm, when you, I keep saying to everybody, when you're ready, you know, we're ready when you are. It is so good to have you here in the fellowship. There's something about this that is so amazing. And uh, thank you guys for coming. And, and with no, no pressure, no rush on everybody else. But when you're ready, we're ready. And we're being very safe. And we got rules in place. And, but it's nice to have a coffee again. And the bagel sandwiches are really good. And uh, we're figuring out ways to keep things touchless and, and make it fun and, and be safe. And, and yet, there's something so important about encouraging one another and hanging out and seeing your faces. And so it's all really good. Uh, the H is for help, how we help others and, and helping ourselves, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the process. The T is for trust. And we've been spending the last few messages in particular on trust. I've, I've talked about it as well. But um, we've been digging into Romans 8 the last few weeks and hanging on this idea that it's all about trusting God and knowing that he's for us and what that means. And, and so we, we started with that and we, we talked about the biblical view of time, how important it is to know that night gives way to day. That suffering gives way to glory. That, that, uh, that, that the darkness gives way to light. That God built that stuff into creation so that we can see it and know it. And one of the songs we sang today, I love the cherry blossoms. And just, I think it really speaks to the moment. But, you know, winter gives way to springtime. And it might have felt a little wintry, but springtime, baby. And the, the, the cherry trees are blossoming and it's just going to be, it's amazing. And, um, Last week I talked about the renewal of all things, one of my favorite subjects. You know that if you've been coming, I've jumped into Revelation 21 for a minute and all that we have to look forward to. And then I, I finished by saying uh, that, that Paul goes on, and it's going to be, because this will be the last little Romans 8 part, that we're more than conquerors. And I encourage you to think about that. Why more than a conqueror? Why not just a conqueror? Why are we more than conquerors? And so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, bad joke time here real quick. Before uh, Mount Rushmore was carved, its natural beauty was unprecedented. Unprecedented. Oh, yeah, now finally, too, I, I, this is very good news for a lot of folks. The Lego store is finally reopening. People will be lined up for blocks. I, I should not do this one because it's really bad, but now it's become my favorite quickly. So I bought 10 pieces of asparagus at the store. But when I got home, I realized I had 11. It was just a spare, I guess. Oh, I know. <laughs> See, that gets a mercy laugh. 
Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Alice, my love, would you please come and lead us in the reading of the word and pray for us? Good morning, Vineyard family. If this is your first time back, welcome back. So good to see your faces. I have to say that um, Father loves kids in his church. He loves kids in his house. And when we saw the kids coming in this morning, Steve and I looked at each other. We both like, we're going to cry, you know, because that's been very much on our hearts. So let's pray together. Focus in on God before I read the text for the day. Thank you, Father. Father, we're not going to let this moment pass without thanking you for this opportunity to come together and to worship you corporately, to to study your word corporately, to build each other up, Father, corporately. We thank you. We thank you for this great mercy. Father, I thank you that when we keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord, there's so many things that can move our heads to the right or to the left, but when we focus on you, Everything gets clearer, and the peace comes back in our life, Father God. And I pray that in that moment today, as we focus on you, we would lay our burdens down. This morning, we would lay all of them down at your feet, knowing, Father, that you take them from us, and you carry them so much better than we ever could. So, Father, let your kingdom come today with power. In Jesus' name, amen. The text today, we're continuing on, as Pastor said, in in Romans chapter 8, and this starts at verse 37. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present or the future or any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And blessed be the word of God. All right. So before I dig in, I know I keep teasing you with about more than a conqueror, but but, uh, it is it's if on the Christian calendar today, it's Trinity Sunday. Uh, and which is a, 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 a time to remember and celebrate Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I was thinking, because we've been spending so much time in Romans 8, that there's this, this great illustration of Father, Son, Holy Spirit at work in our lives. And it's, it's all contained within a few verses. Um, and we looked at this one last week, Romans 8:26. In the same way, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. We, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans or with words that, uh, through groans that words can't express. And as I talked about that last week. So with the Holy Spirit, the picture is that he's, he's praying for us here. He's with us uh, on earth and he's praying for us. And then in Romans 8.34, it says this. Uh, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So, real good news. So, so Holy Spirit praying for us here on earth. Jesus praying for us in heaven is what the picture is. And then Romans 8.28, Father God, we know that in all things God 
works for the good of those who love him who've been called according to his purpose. And, and I want you to see the, the picture of Trinity at work. So you've got Holy Spirit here on earth. He's praying for us. We've got Jesus in heaven praying for us. And we've got Father working all things together for good. And that, that the heart, why, why Paul keeps going back to is, is that you can know that God is for you. And there's a wonderful picture right there in the Trinity at work in your life. And so I just think it's so encouraging to, to think about that. And, and I want to keep talking about and, and getting to that spot, as we said, that, that we can know that God is for us, that he's working everything out. He's got us. He's with us. And that's the whole heart of, of what we've been talking about in trusting him. You've got to trust in him, knowing that those things are all true. So uh, let's talk about being more than a conqueror. And, uh, you know, I think that's a fascinating statement. And I, I, I think uh, we, we kind of read over that a lot of times. We might not sort of go, well, why more than a conqueror? Wouldn't it be enough to be a conqueror? Conquerors are a pretty good thing. Uh, and, and yet we're more than a conqueror. And here's what's going on. See, I think when we ask that, we might ask, well, you know, why am I a conqueror? Is it because of what I've done? Is it, is it because I performed, you know, really well? Or because of how good I've been? Or maybe because I've been, you know, praying more? And, and Paul says, no, you're, you're more than a conqueror because of the one who loved you. See, what makes a difference is, if, I think if, if you were just a conqueror, you might start thinking that that was more about you, that you, things you've done, that you've earned that idea of being a conqueror. But you're more than a conqueror because this is about his love for you. And, and it's his love for you. It's the, the fact that he's for you that makes you more than a conqueror. This is more than you could do in your own strength. This is because of his love for you. And that, that his promise is that he's going to get his children to where they need to be. And, and he's, he's moving in us and we have all these things happening that are going on in that picture again of Holy Spirit, you know, with us now and, and, and praying for us and Jesus interceding for us and the Father working everything out. He's for you. And because he's for you, you're more than a conqueror. It's to remind you that that thought is to remind you that it goes beyond what you could accomplish. It's because of his love for you and what he's doing in your life. And so, with that in mind, uh, there's a couple of things I want to say about being more than a conqueror. First one is this, is that, that he, God has given us everything we need in the present. He's given us absolutely everything we need in the present, in the moments that we live in, in these moments of our lives, everything we need. And by that, I'm thinking he's given us the Holy Spirit. Um, we have the church. We have prayer. We have the word of God. Uh, and, and so many other things. But those things in particular, you know, think about that. Holy Spirit. I, I said last week, how, how amazing is that the Holy Spirit, he's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. And we were looking at some of our inheritance and I'm trying to give it the picture. If, if the Holy Spirit, if God in us is a deposit on what lies ahead, what lies ahead is beyond what, what we can really imagine, so we need to be using our holy imagination to get a glimpse of some of it, because Paul keeps saying, when you get a clue of, of how much he's done for you now and how much is coming, it's going to change everything about how you live, and you're going to know that you know that God is for you. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the church. I, my thought is that after moving through this time, that we will never again take for granted how awesome it is to be the church and what it means and, and what a privilege it is to gather 
corporately uh, and, and online and however we do it. But that there's something so amazing in it that, that not having it as part of your life, you know, just having that, that the difference, I, I think, has made us appreciate the church even more and that we always will. It will never be the same, but it's going to be a better thing because I think there'll be a longing for us that, that you know, encourages it. When we see the, when we see the children come in, it grabbed us to see, to watch the kids come back. That's the father's heart when he sees you come walking in, right? And, 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 and that's how the love thing goes. He loves us that much. So, so we have the church uh, that he's given us and it's part of what we need in the present. Um, we have prayer. How, uh, again, the enemy doesn't want you to pray, and, and he will try and distract you, especially in difficult circumstance, but, but you need to continue to press in. Life is so much better when we're praying and, and really, you know, listening and, and, and plugging in and staying connected. We have the Word of God. Um, again, you have an enemy that doesn't want you to read your book, but I'm, I'm always telling you how important it is that you get into this book. And that you spend time reading it. And that it, it shouldn't be a chore. It's an amazing, it's amazing because the book is alive. And the Spirit will illuminate the book when you read it. And uh, my hope is uh, that you, you would just dig into it. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to finish out this series by looking at Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah was a rebuilder. He went and rebuilt the walls. And that God is, I, I believe that, that what God is calling the church to now is to, the, to go and be rebuilders. Because a lot of things need to be rebuilt now, after this season. There's, there's lives that need to be rebuilt. There's relationships that need to be rebuilt. There's communities that need to be rebuilt. There's churches that need to be rebuilt. That, that God is going to use the church to be rebuilders. And so we're going to visit the characteristics that Nehemiah has and see it. And so, so homework, if you would, over the next couple of weeks, read Nehemiah so that when I'm talking to you about it, 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 will, it will engage. But when you read it, I tell you this all the time when you're reading the Old Testament. And then look for Jesus. And, and he pops out everywhere in the scripture. Because this is his story. I keep, this is his story. So what do you mean? Well, in Nehemiah. Nehemiah will start out right away. And you know what happens? Nehemiah hears about Jerusalem. You know what he does? He weeps over Jerusalem. Who else do you know that wept over Jerusalem when he saw its condition? Jesus, right? Nehemiah. I'll give you another one. So, and then I hope it'll, and you'll start seeing them then as you start to read it. Nehemiah was a cupbearer of the king. That meant he would willingly drink a cup and, and, and sacrifice his life for the king. Do you remember a little thing happening with Jesus where he prays, Lord, take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. And he drinks the cup and dies for the king. Do, do you see? And so it's a picture uh, of, of the life of Jesus as well. And it's fascinating. And, and read the scripture like that, looking for Jesus. It really changes things, and it'll, it'll just open it up to you. And so uh, we're going to get into that. But we have everything we need in, in the present. The, the Apostle Peter said it this way. He said, his divine power, God's divine power, has given us everything we need for life and godliness, or to everything we need for a godly life, through our knowledge, knowing him who called us, by his own glory and goodness. We have everything that we need. The questions I think that we need to ask ourselves is, is this. Are we, are we really availing ourselves of those things? Now, this isn't a performance thing. I'm, I'm, this whole message is about it's not performance. But it's a response to the love of God. So we're not trying to earn anything. But sometimes if we're not really feeling 
that, that we're living this life. See, I want you to have a full and abundant life. I want you to experience now everything that God has for you. And, and so these questions are just sort of to ask us, not to, not judgmental, not performance, but, but are you, are you doing the, those things that we have? Are you availing yourself of them? Are you, are you, are you spending time in the Word? Are you praying? Are you yielding to the Holy Spirit? When it comes to church, are you, are you, are you trying to fellowship where you can because it's so desperately needed in our lives? And all these things are about loving God all in because of His amazing love for us. It's a response to that love. This entire walk is a response to that love. It's not getting out in front of it and thinking that we can earn it. It's just realizing His love for us and then responding in a way that allows us to live the life that He's called us to. And it's such an amazing life. So we have everything we need in the present. We also have a a promise of a future. Uh, We touched on this some last week in the renewal of all things. but, But see, it's not only that He's given us everything we need in the present... But, but our hope is in Him because He's promised us a future. That song again, I keep going back to Cherry Blossom. I, I'm, that song is just speaking to me in so many ways right now. But throughout there is this thing. He says, my hope has come. My hope has come. I'm not singing it as good as Kim saying it. But uh, my hope has come. And, and, uh, Okay, so, you know, the enemy wants to steal your hope and your joy. And, and uh, you know, I, I just need you to know, God's got us in this, this whole situation. God's for you. God loves you. God's, I get, I was thinking this week, my hope has come. I was thinking this week how God, you know, God has a way of bringing life out of death. God, God, God's a resurrecting God. Right? God takes situations that people think are hopeless and brings something completely different into it. And I just think he's got us ready for another amazing thing that he's about to do. And that it's beyond what we have imagined. And my, my hope for you is that your hope will be that you get excited about what God's going to do at this moment because something's coming. I, don't, I, I just know it. The enemy has taken a big shot at the church. And, but throughout the scripture, when you read it, what God does is he takes what the enemy intended for evil and he turns it and brings good out of it. And I just think there's some amazing things that are going to happen. And that, that our hope is, look, I'm just looking to see what it's going to be. And how's he going to do it? And what's he, how's he going to use us? Because, you know, he invites us into his story. How amazing is that? that? That I believe that this is significant time in history. Something's going on. And, and the enemy's wound up and take a big shot. And, and the church is going to respond as God leads and directs and guides. And, and, and God's going to do... I mean, he's, he's not done with miracles yet. He's, he's this, let your hope be in watching what he's going to do next. And how... God, I want to be a part of it. And, and God, because I'm, I'm for you and I know you're for me. And, and so all those things are coming. And we have this amazing future. Just, just because the enemy's taken a shot, nothing's changed. See, he's still, still God, and it's based, his love, our promises that we have are about his love for us. Listen to this, what Paul says in Ephesians 2, 4. Because, but because of, what? His great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy. Never forget that he's rich in mercy and grace for you, okay? It's not a performance thing. It's his love for you. Made us alive with Christ 
even when we were dead in transgressions. Our, we couldn't get this thing in our own, in our own way, in our own works. But, but even then, it's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Nothing compares to the grace of God expressed in his kindness. His kindness to us. In Christ Jesus, kindness, for it's by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, or we are God's workmanship. The, the, the word in the Greek is actually poema. You're his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He's created you to do things and to have an impact, but we don't do those things in order to earn this grace and this mercy. That's already given to us. He's already done it. He did everything that needed to happen for us at the cross. Our response in faith is just to say yes, and then we get to experience his life. See, God is for you, and he loves you, and he just wants relationship with you, and our our future is it's based on what he's done, not on what we do. It's, ba- it's all about him and his love for us. That's why we're more than conquerors, because of his amazing love for us. And when we get a hold of that, see, some people, they think that they hear that. Well, I can just go then because of his love for me. I can go and do whatever I feel like doing, and, and it's all good. And, and I don't think that people who think that way have, ever, have, have tasted or understood The grace and the mercy and the love of God. Because when you drink it in, when you take it in, when you settle in it, when you dwell in it, when when his the reality of God's love for you and what a difference he's made in your life and just that he's there for you all the time. When you when you dwell in that, your response to life changes. It's it's not about you. It's it's about him because that's where life is. You'd, You'd run through the wall for him if he asked you to when you get a hold of what this looks like. It's amazing. See, that's his love for us. And that's where he wants you to dwell. So, you know, I've been saying it. You know, you got to, the love of God, know the love of God. Dwell in it. Just, just take a pause and just dwell in the amazing love of God for you. With everything happening, give yourself a break. Take a, take a little break from the... <laughs> The enemy is at work and, and bombarding. Just take a break and focus again on the Father and on His love for you. And just drink it in. Drink it in. I, you know, last week I was talking about dry bones. Just drink it in, His love for you. And, and let His hope come. Because God's at work. And, and it's an amazing thing, an amazing time. That he, he wants us to partake of. And, and, and so, so we're responding to him because we can trust him. We can trust him. Not only has he given us everything we need, um, and not only is he for us, not only do we have the, the promise of a future, he, he is absolutely trustworthy. That's been the whole point of Romans 8, verse 38. I'm convinced, Paul says, that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, that, what he's doing there, those, those 
contrast that he's making, those are called mirisms, in case you want to know. Uh, grammatically, they're mirisms. And they, they're these, these things that are opposites that are used to paint a picture. And, and so what he's saying is, listen, if he starts with, you know, death and life, there's, there's, for most of us, there's a whole lot that happens between when our lives start and when they don't. And Paul is saying, look, and that's a big, big expanse of things and situations and things maybe that you haven't done so well and all sorts of things. But he said, but none of that, none of that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He, and then he, he, he compares in contrast, you know, angels and demons, and we don't even understand all of that, and that's a big, huge, you know, separation. He says Noth, nothing in there can separate you from, from the love of God, present or future. Just think about that, what's going on now, and how this happens, and all that's in between, and, and well, you know, what, present's kind of tough right now, and, but it doesn't matter, any of those things going on, nothing can separate you from... The love of God, height or depth, trying to give you another huge picture of, of nothing can happen. And then to make sure that you get it, if the mirisms weren't enough, just in case you missed it, Paul says, nothing in all creation. There's no wiggle room in that statement. Do you get it? Paul is looking, now how can I say it so they get it? Because I'm giving them some great ideas here. But let's just make sure, nothing in all creation. So you can't think of anything that's... That finds its way out of there. Nothing in, nothing in all creation. Nothing in all creation can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God is for you. God loves you. God is with you. God, God wants you to know that. God, God wants you just in this time to just hang on to Him, to, to, to reach back to Him, to, to respond uh, in this amazing love that's coming at us in, in our own way of loving Him back because there's nothing like that in life. And to settle in that, that you can trust Him and that you can know. And, and that's where you're going to find life. And I believe that if you've been feeling a little hopeless, His hope will come and settle you there so that you can dwell there. So, so next week, as I said, we're going to pop into Nehemiah for a couple of weeks. I'm going to finish out this series in Nehemiah. Talk about rebuilding because it's so important. And then we're going to go from there. Um, let me say this. All of this begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And there's lots of you watching online. We know that. And plenty of you in here today. If, if you're... If you haven't started that journey, it, it really starts. Our, our response is faith. He's done all the work. Our response is faith. And it, we do it with a little prayer. And if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I'm, I'm encouraging you to do it now. And, and the little prayer would be just like this. You, you can say it if you, if you want with me. It just says, Father, will you forgive me of all my sin? And Jesus, will you come into my heart, into my life, be my Lord be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today, and it was the first time you're connecting with Jesus, I just want to know so that I can celebrate with you. So, so you know, if you're here, obviously let me know. But if you're watching online, we have this little system where you can text the word heart to the number that's up there now, 305 You have to text the word heart. Don't use the emoji. It doesn't work. Text the word heart. Then I know, and I celebrate. They've been, we've been doing this since just before Easter, and I get new ones all the time, and I celebrate. Because I th- it kicks off a party in heaven, I get excited to know that people are following Jesus. And then we send you some stuff to help you on the journey. So if you did that, praise God, and let me know so that I can celebrate. And uh, again, 
Thank you so much for your generosity, everybody, to, to allow us to continue to be a light into the world, to bless the community. Thank you for figuring out online giving and, and mailing in your offerings. And there's offering boxes here if you need. But it's thank you. And, and also want to, you know, I know a lot of you aren't in that situation right now. And, and but you're getting back to but we're praying for you and no pressure. And you, we're just, you know, we've got you in this. God's got you and he's going to get you through it. Okay, so uh, we get to sing the doxology. It's one of my favorite things about gathering corporately. And uh, so I kind of rush into that now at the end. But let's sing it together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Bless you online. We'll see everybody soon. If you had children, the nursery kids will be in there. The older children will be all brought to you back there. If you're leaving, please exit this way so you don't get back there by the kids. And the doors are open. Don't bunch up. Keep six feet apart as you can. Masks up. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.